0: good. I I really loved our mentality. It was a good afternoon. I thought our guys came out and played great defense um, from beginning to end, and that's the mentality that we that we needed to have. And so uh, I thought our guys embraced that and came out of the gates and were you know guarding the ball, helping each other, knocking the ball loose. And I thought that's what really really got us going. And even when we weren't scoring or in a great rhythm um, offensively, I thought our guys kept that up. You know, for for most of the game. So I thought that was great to see and. And we defended and we took care of the ball. And, you know, I I was really proud of David Roddy here today. I thought he had one of his best four games. And, you know, even though he wasn't scoring, you know, 11 rebounds, six assists, some guys knocked down some open shots, you know, it could have even been uh, been more. But uh, good performance by us to come here on the road and and, and play the way we did and win the way we did. Uh, I'm pretty happy.
1: What's up? What's up? What's up? We are back with another edition of the dnbr podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. That was Nico Medved on the post-game Zoom conference with both Kevin Lytle and myself. Small crowd following uh, the, the blowout victory over San Jose State. Not shocking. I mean, I wrote about pre-game how this is just not a matchup that really moves the needle, and and that's why it's on you know stadium and, and not cable, but. I felt like the broadcast was pretty solid altogether. Enjoyed this beatdown. Obviously, we're going to dive into the takeaways. I'll play some more audio from MedFed game And we'll just kind of talk about, you know, what we saw in this one, what we learned, all that fun stuff. Before we dive into it, something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is. This process, it's crazy, especially if you're trying to do it out in Colorado. Let my friends Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off of your plate. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way, and Mike and Virginia will take the burden off folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. Mike and Virginia are proud DNVR members, they're CSU alum, and they actually have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. For instance, if you wanted to pick up that David Roddy shirt, maybe Rep Trey McBride, you could do that. Also, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. If you want to talk to somebody directly, give Mike a ring at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or again, just go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. It is Sunday evening as I record this. The Chiefs are currently starting to pull away from the Steelers unexpected. Been a, a fairly anticlimactic day of football, really a, a fairly anticlimactic weekend of football. I think the the outcomes were expected. Um, I, I'm 4-0 thus far, assuming that the Chiefs don't blow this one. The, the best game will probably be that Monday night one, but... Uh, we were treated to a little bit of afternoon delight, hoops style, on a Saturday with CSU taking down Tim Miles and the San Jose Spartans, 78 to 42. First things first, I just want to say it's a it's a shame that this game wasn't in Fort Collins. I think if you would have even asked Tim Miles, he would have told you that it, it would have made a whole lot more sense for the league to schedule this in Foco. It would have been a sellout. It would have been a ton of fun for him to come back to Fort Collins. To get the love that he deserves, because I mean, this is the first time that CSU's played a Tim Miles team since he left for Nebraska all the way back in two thousand and twelve. It could have been a homecoming of sorts. Instead, it looked like that game was played in front of about a hundred people. You know, I'm sure there were there were more than that, but it looked sparse in there. And that's just kind of the state of San Jose State Athletics as a whole. so i I really look forward to him. Establishing success there, and I have no doubts that he will because he's a really great basketball coach and a really great person. But it, it was a huge missed opportunity by the Mountain West to not have this game played at Moby Arena. I just I don't understand what we're doing here. I, I, <laughs> they very easily could have made that work. It just seems like somebody dropped the ball. And I know a lot of this has to do with TV partners, and you got to work around a lot of things. But they they could have prioritized it and. You would think that's the type of stuff you would want to prioritize as a conference. You know, create storylines, create interest in these games that nobody outside of CSU fans are going to watch otherwise. (laughs) But hey, what do I know? Um, I'll play some audio later of Nico Medved talking about how it's no fun to to play your friends. How it's, you know, kind of a a unique experience, but how you definitely don't enjoy going up against your friends and that's what he said in the past you know when he used to face Craig Smith at Utah State he's obviously since departed for the Pac-12 at the University of Utah but it, it it's interesting to see all these coaches with connections you know now playing each other in the Mountain West all these years later anyways let's let's start just diving into this game here i would say still a, t- a few too many missed shots especially down low there were a couple times where guys got great position you know where they they blew past somebody established good scoring position down in the paint and just didn't have the touch on it. And that's kind of been a a consistent problem for CSU at various points this season, especially with some of the big guys. But they got it going uh, later. The the numbers were really good, 50% from the floor overall, 33.3% from three-point land as a team. That's what you got to do on the road. You know, like I said, there there were some missed opportunities, but that's going to happen in college basketball. I mean, it's not the NBA (laughs) Although you would not know that based on the way that some people panic when, you know, a good player misses a free throw or, a, or an open three-point attempt or something like that. Um, like I said, the, the, the numbers were really good. And, and what really stood out about this one is I feel like this was the best ball movement that CSU has had since that 24-day COVID layoff. It, it wasn't perfect. You know, it, it wasn't... If they hit a few more threes, it would have looked like, you know, kind of what we saw over those first 10 games, you know, some of those performances against Oral Roberts, Creighton, but it was a lot closer to that. You know, the ball movement was phenomenal. I shared a couple of different possessions on Twitter. Anytime that you can score and work inside out and have everybody on the floor touch the basketball and then finish down low, that's awesome. And the Rams were able to do that uh, on a couple of different instances in this game. Really, really dominant in the paint in general. They had forty points in the paint, just completely owned it and And this was just kind of a matchup where, you know, San Jose State, they didn't have the the horses to run with the Rams for forty minutes. they They came out, They hit a three right off the bat. And you know, at least in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh God, is this going to be one of those northern Colorado games where, you know, a team that's not as good at you good as you and, you know, finds a way to stick in it just by hitting a bunch of threes. But, the Rams immediately responded with an 11-0 run and they never really looked back after that. I mean, this was a game where they just kind of cruised and did their thing on both ends. You know, one of the things that Nico Medved credited the team for post-game was just how they weren't playing to the scoreboard. You know, they they really, especially in the second half, came out and kind of closed this thing out emphatically. Medved said halftime the the message was, you know, we're we're playing really well, especially on the defensive end. I've loved the mentality. Let's take it to another level. And they did that. I mean, they held the Spartans scoreless for the first seven minutes of that second half, have a 13-0 run. And, and from there, it's just, you know, basically game over. You know, there wasn't much San Jose State could do at that point. But you've got to love that they went out there and had the right mindset defensively for all 40 minutes. They didn't score a board watch. They played really efficiently. They They shared the ball selflessly. They had 17 assists, only five turnovers in this game that's CSU basketball, you know, three times as many assists to to turnovers, actually more than that. But, you know, that's that's CSU basketball. That's the way that this team should play with the type of scores that they have, with the mindset that they play with and with, you know, the type of players that they have. They have one of the true best point guards in the entire country in Isaiah Stevens. And he had 10 points in this one. This this wasn't a game where it was the Stevens Roddy show. You know, they combined for 16 points. Roddy led the team. And rebounds actually led the team in assists as well 11 rebounds six assists and we'll we'll kind of get into him in a little bit here you know medved talked about it a little bit in that intro audio he was just playing winning basketball and, and found a lot of ways to impact the floor without being the the lead bucket getter and that's what that's what great players do i mean that's what Nikola jokic does for a nightly basis on the nuggets he can go for 40 you you damn well know that he can but if they're winning by 30 and he's just dishing out assists and, and picking up rebounds and blocks and doing the dirty work, that's completely fine too. And that's that's the type of superstars that CSU has on this team. And really as a whole, I mean, I just think the unselfishness is, is one of the greatest strengths of this roster. Having said that, though, it was great to see, one, the bench dominate. I mean, they had 41 in this one. Up until 30 seconds left in the game, I believe, their production alone would have been enough to beat San Jose State. That's, that's crazy. But they had a really, really big game out of Isaiah Rivera. He had a season-high 12 points in this one, six of seven from the floor, also had four rebounds, really, really played well in about uh, tw- uh, excuse me 13 minutes. I was looking at Jalen Lake's minutes. Jalen played 20. He had a good game as well. And after the game, I kind of asked both Deshaun Thomas and Nico Medved, is it good for a young guy to be able to have a game like this every now and then where, you know, you can count on him on a night-to-night basis to, to serve his role, to not complain, to do what he has to do, you know, to take a back seat to some of the, the guys that play larger roles on the team. Is it good for those guys to to have a moment in the sun every now and then and then you know get some individual shine, get some individual glory? And and both Deshaun Thomas and Nico Medved, you know, really agreed with me. DT said, you know, I remember being a freshman and you know, if you had 10, 12 points in a game, it just, it meant the world to you. And it kind of, I just think it, it confirms with you that what you're doing is right. And although you would like to be playing more minutes at the moment, you know that you have the capability to go off, you know that your teammates and your coaches trust you and are rooting for you and they and they want you to get that opportunity. I just think it's good for keeping everybody happy, you know, <laughs> and, and keeping everybody focused on, on the mission because while... It's easy to be a really good teammate when you're winning. I still think deep down, all of these guys, they're so competitive. They just they want to get a chance every now and then to do their thing. And that's why I think it was great for Isaiah Rivera to to get a chance to really shine in this game. I mean, he was awesome. I think he's been outshined at times this year just by the additions of Jalen Lake, who's obviously just been phenomenal for a true freshman. I mean, he's out there looking like a bigger Isaiah Stevens. And different style players, but you know what I mean? Just the confidence that they play as freshmen. And then obviously Chandler Jacobs, you know, Rivera's minutes probably got cut into the most by the, the addition of Chandler Jacobs. And they, they need Jacobs. I mean, what he brings defensively on a game to game basis is absurd. We're starting to see him look a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end. I think it was kind of a feel it out process for him over those first 10, 11 games, because you know, he, it's an adjustment period going from being the guy. I mean, he was, the superstar on both ends of the floor for Dallas Baptist, you know, multi-time all American conference player of the year. You know, he was the Isaiah Stevens, the, the David Roddy of that team. Now he comes over and he's kind of a more of a, a role player. And I think he kind of just wanted to, to carve that out, feel it out, maybe not, you know, step on anybody's toes, but I, I do like that. We're seeing him look to score a little bit more too, because that dude's a baller. I mean, he can just get buckets at any level on the floor. <laughs> Anyways, I just think it's good for the team long term if everybody gets, you know, a moment every now and then. I just think it it makes it easier to buy in. I think it makes it easier to, to focus on the little things when you know that you are gonna get those opportunities every now and then. That's that's just how I feel about the situation. And Medved kind of said the same thing. I mean, it's a game of confidence, you know. Sometimes just seeing the ball go through the the net a couple of times can be be huge for, for the mindset that you have and the energy that you play with on both ends of the floor. And then the, the last two individuals that I want to talk about are Deshaun Thomas and, and David Roddy. DT was awesome in this one. 14 points, 6 of 12 from the floor. He had 7 rebounds in 15 minutes. So 14 points, 7 rebounds in 15 minutes plus 15. That's exactly what you need at a Deshaun Thomas. And he he didn't end up having to play you know, quite as many minutes as he would on a typical night just with the, the way that this played out. And it was good to see James Moores get some run too. I mean, he had eight points on three or four shooting a couple of boards as well in, in 11 minutes. So really everybody that that came out and played in this game was kind of able to take advantage. Uh, Thistlewood was 0-2 from the floor. He was the only starter that didn't score. Only main guy from the rotation that didn't score. I mean, Baylor Hebb and, and Jennison got like 30 seconds on the floor at the end. But that doesn't exactly count. You know, that said, Adam Thistlewood, despite, you know, not scoring still plus 20, you know, had an awesome block defensively at the rim. He's doing the dirty work. And I think it's, it's invaluable to have veterans that you can trust like him and Kendall Moore. Again, I do want to see him score a little bit more, but I, I also want him to shoot a little bit more. You know, I just, I think they need him to, to keep getting looks up and, and they are going to fall eventually. He's just He's too good of a shooter for them not to fall eventually. That um, said, I mean, if if he doesn't score, we are going to see guys like you know Jalen Lake and and Tanjay probably play more and more minutes, especially in the you know final stretches of games. I mean, we know what Tanjay can do offensively. At seven points in this one, two of five shooting, but his growth defensively has just been tremendous. He's a legitimate you know guy you can trust in the rotation to be playing crunch minutes at this point and all these guys, they've just come really far. But uh, again, I, I do want to shout out David Rowdy. I know I kind of got sidetracked there. <laughs> um, he, he didn't have his typical scoring game, only six points in this, three of 10 from the floor. So not perfect. And again, he missed a couple of easy ones early. That said, he didn't sulk. You know, he's not one of those superstars when he's not getting his, that he's not going to play impactful basketball. He had 11 rebounds, eight of which were defensive. Medved credited him, credited him specifically You know, four playing a big role in CSU's success there, as did Deshaun Thomas again. Those two combined for 18 rebounds. Just really, really consistent play. On top of that, Roddy had six assists. I mean, he had some gorgeous passes in this one. Probably maybe doesn't quite record the double double, but probably comes pretty close to it if a couple of more guys knock down some shots for him early. But six assists out of your superstar out of the guy that's, you know, scoring twenty plus a night is is incredible. And you know, it, it, it just really speaks volumes to Roddy's character that he can be a game high plus 34 in 30 minutes when he scores six points, you know, scores a season low. So I just, I I continue to be impressed by David and all these guys. This was a great team win. This is exactly what they should do against San Jose State. You know, it still is a, a true road game, which is beneficial. I mean, you need to rack up some road wins. They, they didn't get that opportunity to go to Boise yet. At least we'll see if the Mountain West can reschedule that one. Maybe kind of looking like a blessing in disguise. Boise State looks pretty good as of late. Um, but again, you know, you are going to have to win on the road if you want to make a legitimate run, and and I think everybody knows that. I'm not going to go on and on about this game. I mean, this was exactly what CSU was supposed to do against San Jose State. I do have some audio of Nico Medved talking about what it's like to go up against a good friend in 10 miles, and I want to play that for you. Before I do, though, the NFL playoffs are here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. That's right, bet $5 on any NFL playoff game and DraftKings Sportsbook will give new customers an additional $280 in free bets if the team they choose Wins their game. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this Wildcard Weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNDR. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet five dollars and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. At promo code DNVR this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Word, word, word. I also want to shout out the homies over at Lightshade Dispensary, Colorado's premier dispensary with 10, soon to be 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. They offer something for everyone from the casual consumer to the connoisseur. Lightshade has a premium selection on cannabis concentrates, top shelf flour, edibles, tinctures, accessories, you name it, they have it. What's really cool is our podcast listeners can actually get 25% off non-sale items with the code DNVR. Shop online at lightshade.com for pickup, visit a Lightshade location near you, and again, make sure you're using the code DNVR so that they know that we sent you and so that you can get 25% off. I mean, that's a quarter off of your item. That is huge. One of the things I highly recommend are the Wana Optimals, which is a, a gummy. It's a THC CBD, CBD, excuse me, based product, 20 to 100 THC to CBD ratio. So much more about relaxation and, and less about the psychoactiveness. When you take them, you are going to feel well rested. When you wake up in the morning, you're gonna feel good. Over the counter pharmaceuticals knock you out with powerful drugs. Those, you know, they leave you in a fog. You always feel groggy in the morning. The Wana Optimal's Fast Sleep Gummies are, are much different. It's a holistic, plant-based solution that tackles the root that causes sleeplessness, like stress and pain, rather than simply introducing drowsiness. So it's actually helping you solve the problem rather than just putting a Band-Aid on it. And that's why you're going to feel so much, morning, so much better in the morning. It's a fast-acting sleep aid that will have your eyelids feeling heavy in about 5 to 15 minutes. It's a carefully calibrated formula that contains 10 milligrams of CBD, just a hint of THC, plus some sleep hormone, melatonin. I'm a big melatonin guy. And the rare cannabinoids CBG and CBN, which can help relieve stress, stiffness, and discomfort. By the way, it's a delicious berry dream flavor. That sounds awesome. Again, make sure you're going to Lightshade Dispensary, Colorado's premier dispensary location. They've got 10 in the Denver metro area try out this product you are going to love it all right like I said I have some audio of Nico Medved talking about what it's like going up against his friend and and how it's just it's not a fun process he was a good sport about it you know I was kind of joking with him I was like is there a, a sense of relief to get this game past you you know they only play once this season again I'm I'm really bummed that it wasn't in Fort Collins and the Ram fans didn't have an opportunity to to give Tim Miles the love that he deserves but I was joking with Nico after that big win over San Jose State. I'm like, you know, is there a, a sense of relief to just get this game behind you so that dorks like me, you know, will stop asking you questions about Tim Miles and the time he spent with Tim Miles a decade ago. And he just kind of laughed it off. I mean, Medved's always a great sport. When it comes to that type of stuff, the, the post-game interactions, win or loss, are, are always very enjoyable. And just kind of a, a quick side note real quick on that. I think it's that level-headed approach from Nico Medved that, that plays a really big aspect in CSU's success. I mean, whether they they win by 30 or, or lose by 30, which the Rams have rarely <laughs> had the rare opportunity to ex- experience both of those in the last couple of weeks, he's the same mellow dude post-game. I mean, it, it, it's a little bit different. Obviously, after getting blown out by San Diego State, the frustration was evident. You could tell by his demeanor that he was disappointed and then he was really honest with his with how he felt, you know, CSU just didn't live up to the game in that one, but also, you know, he wasn't freaking out. He knew that it was, you know, coming off the COVID pause and there was still plenty to play for. And then, you know, obviously since that moment they've, they've come out and they've now picked up big wins over Utah State and San Jose State. They're sitting at three and one in conference play. They're in a really good position. You know, I, I just think it's it's big to have that, the guy that's running the program, the captain of your ship, you know, he can't be the guy that's freaking out when the waves get a little bit intense and the Rams never have to worry about that. And it it really is just a big advantage for this program because there are even good coaches that just ride the waves a little bit too much, you know, get too high, start to feel themselves a little bit too early, get too low when things are, are not going well. And then you lose the locker room and it's hard to build them back up. But I think, you know, being level headed and being in the middle is it's so huge, and it can kind of become a, a cliche. But I think we see it in all sports at all levels. You know, I I know I keep bringing him up because he's my favorite, really my favorite athlete at the moment, Nikola Jokic. You know, if, if you watch him in his post game interviews, much like Isaiah Stevens, by the way, David Roddy as well. You know, you without the the stats or without him bringing it up, if, if the outcome of the game was never mentioned in the statement, you probably wouldn't know because those guys, they just they're the same cool, collected dudes, no matter what the outcome and, that, and that's just important because I think you know like I said basketball is a weird sport there are going to be nights when the shots just aren't falling There are going to be nights when you don't have it and conversely there are going to be nights where you just run somebody off the floor and you, you beat the living hell out of them and that's what happened on Saturday you can't start feeling yourself too early you know it, it's great that the Rams are back on the winning track but they've got a long way to go so I just think that the demeanor of this group as a whole is going to be so big and, and I just kind of wanted to throw that out but I'm going to leave you with some audio of Nico Medved talking about what it's like to play his good friend, Tim Miles, more specifically, why he doesn't enjoy it. Uh, I'll have more content. Actually, I'm probably going to do another podcast today because it sounds like there's some football stuff. Uh, Rams might be in the market for a new receivers coach, Timmy Chang, returning to Hawaii, really picking up steam. And that would not be shocking at all. I mean, you'd be stoked for him if he got that opportunity, but it would be an interesting situation the rare rare time where a coach could potentially be employed by three different universities within the same conference within like a five-week span that'd be kind of crazy but uh, a lot to keep our keep our eyes on we'll we'll talk about that the the recruiting situation plenty more thank you to everyone that continues to support the content um justin michael this is the dnvr rams podcast presented by chevalier mortgage much love were there any weird emotions for you going up against
0: Tim Miles, obviously being your mentor, or was it kind of just, you know, another game? Well, I don't know. You know, once the game starts, it's basketball. Obviously, you know, Tim and I still talk a good bit, you know, visited before the game, and we got, you know, a, a group of former players here in town, and uh, that's pretty fun to, to, to see these guys here, and that's kind of the world of basketball. It's such a, a, a small world and I'm connected, but, you know, yeah, Tim's been a great mentor and, and, and friend, and um, you know, you, you, you love to see him, but uh, you don't like playing against your friends. You know what I mean that way? And so uh, San Jose State couldn't have hired a better coach uh, um, for the program. He's exactly what they need, and he's going to do a great job, and he already is building something here. Is there some relief in just kind of getting this game behind you so, you know, dorks like me quit bothering you about <laughs> it and quit asking questions about Tim Miles? No, that's okay. I, I think it, you know, hey – he obviously left a left a great impression in the legacy here and and, and uh, for a lot of people, you know, assistants who are now coaching and all that. And I wouldn't have the job that I have here in Fort Collins if it wasn't probably for my time, you know, there. That was a big, a big part of it. And so um, but, but no, I mean, hey, from here on out, this was the first game. You know, normally we're gonna play them twice a year, so this isn't the this isn't the first time this is gonna keep happening. And so uh, um, you know it's at the end of the day guys it's it's a basketball game right against two people and you got to put a game plan together and get ready to compete and earn victory